you know, about 80% of listeners to the podcasts who listen on any audio platform such as Apple or Spotify haven't yet clicked that follow button. Now, could I ask a really big favour? If you really enjoy the show, please click that follow button within the app. It does wonders for the show that you couldn't believe and it gives me the opportunity to invite better guests on. Now, if you don't believe me, the Ginger General has something to say too. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the like button. That's it. We press the button eventually. Here we go. This is it. So it's 2023, right? And I've only went and got, I was going to say a noisy girl on, but it's not. It's not. She's a Kiwi. We've got a girl from New Zealand, Nikki. Nikki, how are you getting on? Good to join you. Ah, uh, hello. It's. I think I've brought the UK like summer weather with me because it is stormy. Um, I love it. I've just been down on the beach. It's super wild. Um, reminds me of walking around um, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and being really cold. <laughs> and it was August. I was like, this is supposed to be summer. Um, but yeah, I'm. I so I'm bringing the UK weather to you so that we can like co-create in this space. There's a connection already. I know that's it. That's it. It's, it's a little bit of a kind of kind in common already. You know, we're we're bonding on the podcast already. We've got the 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 weather and intertwined together. We eventually pressed. Well, I eventually pressed the record button. Uh, I was just saying to Nikki beforehand, we're chatting away. We're chatting away again. And uh, whoever's listened to this from like I don't know. Hopefully, people still are because I'm not done an episode freaking ages. But if you're listening, you probably know that I do this all the time. I always say I constantly forget to record stuff. So we got there in the end. We got there in the end. But thanks for joining us, Nikki. I appreciate it. You know, like there's 20 minutes about the freaking weather. That would really be like in a bar. Blah, blah, blah. Weather, 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 blah. blah. (laughs) It's bullshit, Anna. It's bullshit. It's like everyone's freaking out about the weather, though, aren't they? Everyone's freaking out. They're like, God, it's global warming. It's all this. Oh, it's the warmest uh, over, especially the UK, as you know, I'm over in London at the minute. Um, they're saying that it's the war- the warmest winter um, recorded. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, climate change. The apocalypse is coming. We're all going to die. Hit the bomb shelters. We're fucked. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. That, that escalated quickly. Oh, my life. Maybe just hit the bomb shelters and fucked. <laughs> just like maybe have a party in there. <laughs> Going into some kind of like exciting party. <laughs> I might get myself one of them. I might get myself invest invest in some crypto when it all decides to boom up, and at the end of the year, buy myself like a bomb shelter, one of those big massive ones that's got like disco lights and everything, and just invite exclusive people to it. You know, so. You can invite, like you're on the street and you've got the overcoat with those trench coats, and you're like, open up, you're like, you want to come into my bomb shelter? <laughs> you got a party in there. I don't know, Nikki. If I'd start doing like that, I'll probably get arrested. No, I'm not talking. I was visualizing keys to go in. I didn't give you the whole visual of that. So it escalated really quickly. Um, not the naked trench coat thing, but the whole like keys, like, here, you can come into my party bomb shelter and just have a great time. I still think I might get arrested for that. There's a register out there somewhere for stuff like people that do that, you know, I think. Look <laughs> into my bomb shelter where there's a party. Um, I'm sure that if people were invited into your bomb shelter party, that would be a good name for an um, underground nightclub, actually. That would be just bad as fuck, really. It would be quite good. It'd be tough to have some German techno music as well, because no, there's not a party without some German unth, unth, unth music in the background. Oh my life! I got I when I was um, I used to do a lot of travel, and when I was in Marseille, like pre-child, off on a whim, wherever I went, and I was in yeah. Marseille and climbed in. Did I gate crash? Me and my mate maybe gate crashed an engagement party kind of situation. And we got invited to an exclusive like, underground, um, underneath a whole lot of apartments, um, this bar. 
and there was no ventilation. It was the middle of summer. There was one big fan whirring. There was, everyone was like smoking cigarettes. Like you couldn't escape yourself in that place. And I just remember standing on the dance floor going, what the heck have I walked into? Because there was one dude trying to dance with me over here. One dude trying to dance but and one dude that has had his foot out that was trying to rub up on my foot. And I just looked at my friend. She's from, from the UK. And we're like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> I was just, it was just very, a very random situation to be in. But they all add into the changes of my weird life stories. Weird life stories. Have you done much traveling recently? Uh, well, in your previous life sort of thing. My previous, my um, pre-having a child life, the last time was, I think it was nine years ago, and I sold everything I could and went off on a woman. I was away for nearly a year. Wow. Where'd and you go? What? So I started on a California road trip with friends. Um, it was six weeks out. I was like humming and hiring. So I wanted to go and live in Italy. Like that was my thing. I wanted to go live there. And, and I was like humming and hiring. And I was like, and then the day that I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to buy a ticket today. And I had some Italian flashcards by my bed and I was having a bowl of cereal and then I like spilled the cereal all through my bed and I was like, ah, oh, fuck that. And then I took the bowl to the kitchen and I I rinsed it out and underneath there was a flashcard stuck to it which said biglietto, which is ticket in Italiano. So I was like, I'm buying a ticket today. And now Daft Punk around the world, Played and I was like on the radio I was like okay I'm doing that today um and so I ended up I started on a California road trip with friends up through Sonoma Lake Tahoe Mammoth Death Valley like through the Death Valley um Hens Party in Las Vegas um I three nights max I've done Las Vegas twice three nights max that's that's it that's done and up through like into LA at the Pacific Coast Highway and then over to um so one of my best friends lives in Dunfermline in Scotland it's an interesting place for people watching yes I've been there a couple of times and I ended up going to Italy three times in that year it was a lot of sold soul searching solo travel off the beaten track really random weird um things stories to add it was I like just weird shit happens to me sometimes and it's great because then I have things to embellish and stories <laughs> later on that's what yeah. I do as well I mean it, it's the embarrassing stuff always happens to me as well don't panic it's uh, it's I don't know it's just like one of those things it's like a magnet of weirdness I attract the weird people when I get involved in weird shit. Not proper weird shit before anyone thinks I'm into some weird shit. But uh, I'm just... (laughs) What's your kind of weird shit though, Ryan? Because I'm into woo-woo and spiritual. For some people, that's hella weird. And for me, it's just normal. (laughs) Like, what is your weird shit? What's weird to you? Do you know what? I don't really have any weird sort of stuff, you know? I don't really get up to no goods anymore. I, I just put that out there, anymore. It's, I mean, I did the traveling thing back in the day as well, you know? I, I went to Vegas when I was, um, I think, how old was I? I was 26, 27, so I went there. Um, I went there for five days, and, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of money. I spent five grand in five days, and um, it was... That is much. <laughs> that is to go on your life CV. Five grand in five days in Las Vegas. It was mental. It was Amazing. absolutely mental. It was good fun, though. The thing is, I, just, I, I, uh, I went with one of my ex-girlfriends, and I think that's the worst thing you can do. If you ever go into a place like Vegas or anything like that, don't go with the other half. It's it's not fun because you have to behave yourself. <laughs> but um, we went what to you, one of the. What if, you, what if you don't behave yourself together? Yeah, she's not like that. She was a bit boring. That's, that's why that's why she's the ex <laughs> but um see, we went we went to um what was it we went to we were staying in planet hollywood and i i was i was living i was living abroad i was working abroad at the time over in like kind of um like afghanistan and dubai and all that sort of stuff it was all tax free so i was going back with a big old wedge so we booked a flight this is it's the stupidest story ever and i thought like when you're that age and you've got a nice little kind of um a whole burn in your pocket a lot of cash to blow 
uh, you just want to go crazy. So you, you hear all the stories about, oh, yeah, if you do this, you do that, you get an upgrade. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. A couple of the mates are gone. Yeah, try and get an upgrade. So we come out. This will make you laugh as well. Uh, we come out the airport. And then one side, I don't know if you've seen it at the airport, one side you've got taxis, haven't you? And then on the other side you've got limousines. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm getting a limo. It's literally a, a four-minute drive to the hotel, and I book a limo for $100. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. That's how this really, these, <laughs> this five days really kind of went. So we're sitting there, and the guy goes to me, he goes, oh, how you doing? And there's me. Thick Scottish accent, right? And then my ex-girlfriend at the time, she was from Suffolk. So she had like a proper like kind of, oh, wait, wait, how you doing, like? You know what I mean? Sort of accent. Yeah. And uh, the guy goes, he goes, oh, is the Australian flight just came in? And I just looked at him and I went, are you fucking for real? <laughs> the fuck do I sound Australian? You mental case. But um, but it was it was crazy. It was a lot of, um, I, think, I think I was just fascinated just due to the fact that you can go and gamble and basically get free drinks i was just like fucking having some of this but um i think one of the funniest and the drinking yeah 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 sorry weird drinking vessels as well what was it what were you about to say we went to it was was, because i got massive jet lag so the first night i was dead i was dead because i was like i flew i think i flew two days before i flew like six hours and then i had to fly from the uk over to vegas then i was like oh i'm dying but um then two days later, the, the last day, I think it was, was it the second day I was in there? Oh, I decided to pick up. So I went out, did all the business, seen the strip, did all the, the sites, went and seen like, Caesar's Palace, get all suited up, think I'll look the bollocks, then realise that Vegas is a shithole. And uh, <laughs> you're like, oh my God. So it comes, we don't know what time it was. I think it was like one and half 12 at night. So the, the exit at the time, she's like, I'm going to go to the room. Uh, we're play, uh, staying in Planet Hollywood. Because I'm going to go to the room. I was like, okay, I'm just going to finish this drink, you know have a little bit of a, a flutter, and then I'll be up. Give me 10 minutes. And she's like, okay, no problems. And then on the way through to the elevators to get to the room, that's where the poker tables are. Now, I'm sitting there, I'm looking over at these poker tables, and I'm like, I want to have a go at this. I want to have a go. So I decided to kind of, you know when you kind of hover around like a bad smell, and you're just like, hi, guys, please invite me over. And there was a table, and there was this big, massive, honestly, this guy must have been like the size of a house, huge guy. And he comes over, American guy, properly from down south, and uh, I'm going to do the accent as well. He's like, hey, man, do you want to come join us? And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, oh, yes, I've been, I'm now part of the group. Yes. And I was with these uh, four guys. We had a fucking great time. And I'm sitting there. We're playing away. We're chatting shit to each other. I'm, they, they're, they're basically going to me. I have no idea what you're saying, but you're cool. And I'm like, oh, I appreciate that, buddy. And then um, next thing I know, because... Over there, I think back, it was it was when you couldn't actually, uh, you, you got your mobile phone and you, you had to switch your phone roaming charges off. Otherwise, you get charged lots and loads and loads of money sort of thing. So I switched my phone off. Mm-hmm. I still had it. For some yeah. reason, I still had it in my pocket. Uh, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, I wanted to check the time. I don't know what time it was. So I switched my phone off, uh, switched my phone on, and literally it blew up. It literally blew up from, she's upstairs, and she, I, I didn't realize what time it was. It was half four in the morning, and I'm still up. I'm, I am absolutely steaming, and there's like some like 50 missed calls on there, Texas, where the fuck are you? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm on the best time of my life. But yeah. Yeah, and all the lights, all the lights in there, because you, you don't know what time of day it is, and you're just swept up in the whole like vibe of that space the last time I went it was a dude like I was in like the freaking like quintessential like dirty dive bar and lost like I wasn't something fancy it was like all you could drink for um like 20 US and it was all watered I was just real like if you really want to go for like the deep dive experiences, there was a guy that looked like Ellen off the hangover and he was dancing like Ellen off the hangover. And I was like, what if I walked into, um, and I've, I still got some of the big, like hundred ounce drinking vessels of like my son plays with that now. Um, probably not. (laughs) But it's, like I, I've been twice, and the first time I went there, I did a renewal of wedding vows in nineteen eighties wedding outfit. Yeah, oh. it was cool. Like, like the the whole thing. 
like planning that like that was hilarious that whole wedding and the whole thing of it of just going oh who do we want us who who's going to get us married is it james brown or is it elvis or is yeah. it <laughs> is it a normal is it a i can't even remember what they're called just a normal church guy um or is it are we going into this kind of are we going drive through or chapel like asking all of these random freaking questions um and so that was such a cool like i had i came in and this like my sense of humor i deliver with a like a straight face and everything and if you get it you get it if you don't you don't and um i know i was just like i went into this bridal shop and i'm like i'd like the ugliest thing you have from the 80s and they're all like (gasps) and i'm the puffs and everything just bring it all in and and so that was um that was freaking hilarious and then just all you can drink and we had a friend who come down from Canada who was less than 24 hours there so he came down and he, at the airport our experience when we went to drop him off so we're trying to finish off these huge like alcoholic slurpy slushy things going on and he was trying to finish his to get on the plane and the people that you meet there like there were some really interesting people with stories. There was a dude there who just got married um, with his, like, new what Like, this was their honeymoon, and they were showing photos of their honeymoon, and then there was topless photos they were showing, and then photos of all of her. And she was like, oh, stop it. And we were like, we can't unsee that. That's ingrained in our retinas. And like this, just anything can happen it is anything can happen there and it's such an experience um i i haven't drunk for like nearly five years i don't i really don't need to like it's just not part i i have that much fun without doing that but it's like that experience is it's like a kid in a candy store but in your first year of university when you leave home kind of a culmination of all of with a whole lot of costumes and it's yeah it's just one of those like I'm so glad I've done that well twice (laughs) my life um to be able to be in that that space was just phenomenal um but I wouldn't go longer than three days no I don't you can't handle it you can't you can't handle it too much yeah one it's expensive as hell and two it just gets to it's just like oh this is this is driving me insane i've got one of my mates who goes there literally like three or four times a year and i'm just like what the hell is that he's actually you know you know you see these guys that are actually members of the the actual hotels and he's got all this like he accumulates that's how how many times he's been he accumulates points like reward points in these fucking casinos and i'm like dude i think you've got a problem man you know, I mean, I don't think you like going there just just for it's because it's Vegas. You've got issues, dude. And, and there's a whole there's a whole new world outside of the strip as well. Like all of the like I didn't explore that, but there's so much other stuff that's going on just outside mm. of that space as well. And walking yeah. and people watching there, phenomenal. It's amazing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, the, the, this is the thing is, is when I went out there, I thought to myself, I was like, oh, cause you see it from the films and the movies, and you look at it, it's all glamorous, the lights. I was like, you know, the, the hangover. And I'm just like, I'm going to get myself suited up, you know what I mean? Make myself look good, suave, and all that sort of stuff. And as I did that, the first thing I did when I walked outside on the strip, I looked to my right, and there was this <laughs> typical quintessential American trucker guy about 30 stone with a string vest on with his gut hanging out with the biggest can of beer I have ever seen in my entire life. This thing was literally like two foot fucking size and he just yes. walked past and he's going, I'm like, what was happened? Where's all the glamorous people gone? <laughs> it's weird. Yes. yes, the perception that we get, like part of being, I found like going to countries like the States, like part of that of just feeling like you're in a movie theater and then your perception of everything has just gone. Um, you know, like the things that you get shown isn't what it necessarily seems. And then when you go through that experience and you really, um, it really opens your eyes to just a whole new 
like really unravels your own perspectives to be in that space as well, which is cool. I love that. And I love like the, um, it was so easy to make jokes with a straight face and people take me seriously. (laughs) (laughs) That was really, that was one of my little fun things because I would unravel so many stories, um, so much, BS stories that was so much fun and it was so hard for me to keep a straight face in those moments and I met some really super interesting people um I love that's what I loved about traveling and that's I mean at the moment I haven't traveled for some time but I kind of bring that into um just the the things that I love about traveling of talking to new people and and going off on a whim like on little road trips and things like that um but just that opening your eyes up to new experiences and hearing other people's perspectives and being in the moment and in the presence. And I love going to countries that don't speak English because of that funny dance of like, like you like the things that you order and you think that you've ordered and what comes back is completely different. You're like, oh, what just happened there? <laughs> I can't go to countries um, that don't, do you... don't speak English. I can't do it. Well, they, if they, English people can hardly understand me at the best of times. Like me going to a different foreign country when they don't even speak English, I am fucked. That's the problem with being Scottish. Oh, nobody knows what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> we talked about that before we started recording because we're like, <laughs> we both speak English. Understanding each other, um, and what if, what if I put that challenge out to you, Ryan? Like, imagine if you went somewhere that didn't speak English. Where would you go? Where would I go? Do you know what? One place I've always wanted to go to is uh, over the far east, like kind of Japan, China sort of thing. I'd love to go there, um, <laughs> just just because it's fucking mental. And I just like the I like the I like the culture side of things. You know, I'll probably go there. Yeah. But one of my old my old roommate, my old housemate, Bobby, he went to Japan and he thought it was the best thing ever. But he's, he's mm. like right into all that sort of stuff. You know, he's like a, he's like a professional gamer and all that sort of stuff. And he's like right into all these. And he's, and he can, he's, he is one of the people, right, that do my head in. He's, he's not, he's a lovely guy. But you know the people, right? That, <laughs> <laughs> do you know the people that you, you can learn any language and they can pick up literally within seconds or within a few days, they can speak it. And it's he's like one of them. I'm just yeah. like, God damn you. I'm like, oh, fuck off. You know? Just raising my hand a little bit, yeah. I, one, <laughs> of them. one of them. Oh, I sit I wanna like sit and observe. Japan is really I used to live in um I've lived in South Korea and I've lived in Hong Kong. Um oh, wow. and Japan is fun. Like I remember living in Tokyo to the Harajuku district and like Within a 15-minute walk, you've gone from, like, this very old temple into this whole cosplay area, and everyone's dressed up. And it's such a contrast in yeah. that space. Um, and just, like, that kind of stuff just lights me up because it's so freaking interesting and different. And I had, even though I'd done actually done six years of learning Japanese in school and it had been ages since I'd been, you know, like in school, between school and traveling to Japan, like that dance of like I've, because there's three different, I think it's three different written languages and not really remembering because it had been ages since I'd been in high school, but it was just like, I was off this flight from London. I was, this was my stopover. I'd extended it for a few days. I had a suitcase that I called the beast because it was massive. (laughs) No one was speaking English. I was trying to find this little inn and everyone was sending me off in different directions. And I was like, oh my life. (laughs) Like tears in my eyes going, I don't know what to do right now. And I just had to really breathe into that. And I eventually got it. Like it wasn't signposted or anything. Um, Cause I used to take pictures of all, all the little maps and stuff, but yeah. like, I love that stuff that's happened now. Like I had, um, I was in, is it Shibuya? I can't remember where the biggest pedestrian, the busiest pedestrian crossing in the world. Is it Shibuya? I think I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but it was like, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. The massive 
And not far from there, I was in, um, there was, I love stationery and I love, like I'm a, I just freaking love stationery. It was seven floors of stationery. And I went in and there were these elevators and I was like blowing my lights out. And then I got um, hit on by a US guy at the top of an escalator. And I'm like, I feel like I've walked into another world. It was just like, what is going <laughs> Like, wow, this is so cool. Um, mental. Yeah. Mental. So, the thing is, you, uh, can get, you can get anything over there, can't you? You can get whatever you fucking want. You can probably pick it up. And it's, mm. uh, and it's, all, in ben- it's all in vending machine as well. But they, uh, they've got a fascination with vending machines over there, haven't they? Convenience. Easy. <laughs> well, it's like, where are you going to go? It's like, I want to go and get an iPad. Okay, just go downstairs. There's one in a little machine. Down. You're like, what the fuck? There's an iPad in the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what? It's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Why don't they have that over yeah. here? And, uh, well, you, why don't you bring it in? Like, Ryan, you're just bringing up all your own ideas. You're going to travel to Japan. You're going to get all these amazing ideas. You're going to come back speaking quasi-Japanese and have your own <laughs> vending machine. Had your house for your convenience. Yeah, but the thing is, though, what will happen? I'll probably do that. I'll probably do it. I'll probably like fill it full of all these expensive electronics, stick it outside, and the moment I press the button to switch it on, I'll turn around, walk three three steps, and I'll be robbed already. (laughs) Something will nick it. Not 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 defeated. (laughs) Do you know what would be really? really funny because i've been like um i've shown my son the funny japanese game shows as well and hey then he starts pranking me around the house because we're just like yeah. what the heck can we start laughing um imagine if you were in a vending machine and you just kind of hid in there like as a prank and filmed that that would be <laughs> or like just this like whole dating thing, like be like, yeah, you can buy me, like key in the number, put some money in, you can buy me. Like, hey, <laughs> well, you just hide behind all the chip packets, you're like, boom. Okay, oh, well, that's, that's a game. That's an idea. Instead of doing like the Tinder and the Bumble and all that sort of stuff, get a vending machine and just put pictures of random guys in there. Look, you get some nice guys, you get some yeah. black guys, you got skinny guys, get them all in there, and you press the button, and on the back of it, it's got the it's got the, the the numbers and all that sort of stuff. You can give them a phone, but this is the this is the kicker. This is the kicker because it's my vending machine. I will put my number, and it'll be like every time you press the button for like I don't know some Brad Pitt looking motherfucker, it comes out and it's like me. And it's like oh, it must it must be it must be it must be faulty. Let's get another one. And then again, you go. I'll look for this guy, the guy who looks like a Denzel Washington sort of thing. I'll get him, and I'll come out again. You're like. Oh, this, this guy's very popular. And then he goes, I'll go for this guy down here. He looks like, he looks like a, an athletic guy. And then presses the button. And then I pop out again. It's like, okay, there's something not right here. So I'm basically coming out all the time. What, what if you just came in a mask and suit to those dates, like of that, the picture of the person? I'll get arrested again. Why is it with you the ideas are getting me getting arrested all the time, Dickie? Come on. <laughs> Well, not wearing the trench coat with the keys to your underground um, bomb shelter bar. <laughs> like that's a second day. <laughs> oh my life! Shall I tell a joke now that you're drinking? You spit it all over the microphone. That's it. Just spray it everywhere. Sorry, man, but yeah. 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 <laughs> I did it. I did it podcast about that yesterday i was like maybe put a disclaimer at the start that you're not drinking any any liquids when i'm speaking because we went it was a spiritual um it was about spirituality but what we were talking about to begin with was about all sorts of like lady parts and everything and waxing (laughs) we're just like please you know like those just like don't drive um and listen to this it's like don't put liquids in your mouth and listen to this because you might spit them out all <laughs> we went, we went like color deep in this weird banter to start with and then talked about that was the weird part as opposed to the spiritual part freaking hilarious though floats my boat that's the thing of that's the thing about podcasts and stuff i mean i've done a few podcasts myself like being guests on other ones and I went on, yeah. um, I was a, a regular guest on um, 
uh, review it yourself. My, my mate Sean, he does like an, a movie podcast. I'm a bit of a, a bit of a movie buff, so I jumped on his podcast and uh, we're talking about Die Hard. We did we did the trilogy, that, well, the four films, Die Hard, all four films. And uh, at the end of it, the last one we did, uh, this obviously happened for like six months. And the last one I did, I, had, I was sitting there going, I'm, go- I'm not going to be sober for this one. So I got myself a couple of bottles of wine. And I'm just sitting here drinking away. And all you can and through this podcast, you can see I started off normal. And you can tell the most the drunk I got more drunk and drunk and drunk through the whole bit, rest of the podcast. And at the end of it, I'm hijacking his show. I'm telling him what to do with his life. I'm telling him giving it, you need to do this, you need to be pissed up, giving it all this. And he's gone, Oh, okay, right, thanks for that. And he's like, That was really good fun, wasn't it? And I oh, I'm, like, I'm waking up the next morning. I've got it was really cheap wine as well. So I'm waking up the next morning with a stinking angle. My head's banging, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" I goes, "I'm so sorry if I was like, can I hijack?" And it goes, "No, no, it was the funniest episode I've ever done. This is great fun." I was like, "Oh, oh cool! Oh, I need to do that more often now." Did so, uh, to it again? Did you list? Did you re-listen to it? I've not. This is this is a little confession. I have not listened to any of my shows or any of my shows that I've been on ever. Really? Yeah, yeah, I can't handle it. This is really bad as well. Everyone keeps saying you should. I just I just don't like the sound of it. You know, I hate the sound. Everyone hates the sound of their own voice. And it's just like, nah, and this is really weird. Because as I say, I've done, this is like 65 episodes I've done of this show. And I've done about another hmm. 10 episodes of someone else's. I've not listened to one yet. I think I listened to like 10, 10, 15 minutes of it just to make sure the audio is okay. And I go, yeah, that's fine. And I don't. <laughs> so here's my challenge: plane ticket and listening to your own to Japan, buying your own podcasts with the quasi intention of getting a vending machine. Can I throw that one out there for you? While wearing a trench coat, it clothes <laughs> underneath. Oh, trench yeah. coat. But I don't need to listen to my own podcast though, because I was there. I know what we're talking about because I was there. I don't need to listen to it again. What's the point? It's like it's like watching a film literally like a day later after you went to the cinema to see it, then going watching it exactly the same like day later. It's pointless. Are you, not, are you not at all curious about your drunken podcast epiphanies that you were I'll sharing? Probably, no, I'll, I'll cringe. I'll end up cringing at it. Going, oh no, what are you doing? What are you doing? But yeah, that's it. Super Dave was out. That's my drunken alter ego, Super Dave. Uh, is that your alter Super Dave? Super Dave, wow. yeah. I've had, I've had that since in my twenties. Uh, my mates, well, we had it like kind of drunken alter egos, and mine's is Super Dave. So I called it that. But yeah. Wow. What does Super Dave get up to? He's a if you have, <laughs> he's a liability, Nicky. You can't trust him. <laughs> he gets up to crazy, stupid stuff. If there's, you know, when you've got like, a guy, what, right? What, what kind of it's, crazy? Um, I know jumping in shopping trolleys, going down the road, flying down there, nicking, licking, like all the usual random stuff. There's one thing that I normally do. Uh, this is this is a great story. This I always if my mates uh, listen to this, this is fucking fantastic. Um, when I, the more drunk I get, the more talkative I get, and I just talk complete crap. Mm. You know what I mean? The the they mm. used to call me used to call me Ryan Walker shit talker because I literally just come out with any random shit and I chat to anyone. I chat to anyone now, but when I'm on a night out, I do. I'm thirty times worse. Thirty times worse. I'm just chatting to anyone under the sun. And um, there was one time we went to um, and a Saturday we went to a house party and um, over here in the supermarkets used to be a deal on for beer. Uh, which you get like three crates of beer for twenty pound. And this has gone well back. This has gone back about fifteen years ago. And I was like, oh, this is great. So we used to all two cars used to go down, we fill the car up and we go back to the house and big big house party, all there, all that sort of stuff. So we chip our money in. And one of my best friends at the time, uh, our, uh Phil, he um uh, he he disappeared. And I was like, well, what's going on? I don't know you, and he all of a sudden he just appeared again. And I was like, where'd you go? He went, nah, don't worry, but I just went and picked something up. So I was like, okay, didn't think much of it. So then it goes down about a year later. I walked into this bar. We're having a few drinks and all that sort of stuff. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, how you getting on? And then this, I was chatting, I was at the bar and this girl was next to me. She went, oh, it's you again. And I met, I, I'd seen this girl about, oh, I don't know, about three or four months prior. And I went, oh, how you doing? You're right. He goes, oh, I still got your card. And I went, what? And I went, I still got your business card. And I went, what are you talking about? And I went, after we had a chat, your mate came over and gave me your business card. And I went, 
I've no idea what it is. Can you see? Can you, have you still got it? She's like, yeah. She dig <laughs> dig deep into her posh, and she pulled up this like kind of white business card, right? And basically, what my mate's done, he's went to the in the supermarkets. Used to get these little kind of machines. You can create your own business cards for like a a fiver for like a hundred, and he made it up. And it mm. came up, and he went. He goes. He created. It says, "You have just been shit talked by Ryan Walker, shit talker," and it comes up, and it's got my initials on it, and then behind <laughs> it, it's got my email address on it. And I'm just like, what? So every time, every time I went up to someone and started chatting to them, like, you know, I mean, just randomly chat, he would come behind them and give me a business card. So I went over to him, I still don't know, what the fuck is this? And he went, oh, you weren't supposed to find out. I've only got four left. I was going to try and use them tonight. And I'm, he goes, what, how many did you make? He went, a hundred. I went, you gave them to a hundred people. And he's like, yeah, it was well funny, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, and I was like, oh my God, son. That's a sort of shit. Oh my gosh. So is there a, an opportunity for a Super Dave business card to come out? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think anyone wants to see that. Well, I don't think <laughs> I, I'm just really glad I'm just really glad there were no like smartphones and social media oh, when I was in high school or university. Definitely. I agree with that. I agree with that. Because that would just be crazy. I don't I'd, I'd probably be in jail if that was the case. Not in a bad way, but no. <laughs> well, just how do you get into jail? In a, Brian, how do you get into jail in a, in a good way? I don't know. That's a good <laughs> point. Stump me there. I'll go. There we go. There you go. Guys, if you listen, comment underneath. How did you get to jail in a good way? Because we need to know if you're defending someone's honor or, I don't know, you're, you're a, vig, a vig, vigilante is a good one. Be like Batman. Oh, I reckon this is my one is if you were bringing in some donuts and the door to the cell was open and then you accidentally got locked in. That's how you get in a good way. Yeah, but you're not arrested though, are you? I know, but you're still in jail in a good way. You bought in donuts <laughs> for everyone. Maybe so. I why would you? Why would you go to jail? Just what are you doing? To, Nikki, what are you doing today? Gonna to get some donuts and go to jail? Why? I don't know. Fucking shits and giggles, isn't it? Exactly. Oh my god. It's a good. <laughs> <laughs> so you you want to you mentioned you, you mentioned earlier, Nikki, but obviously the, the kind of spirituality stuff that you kind of you kind of do. You say that's your weird thing, right? Talk to me about this because yeah. I'm starting to, um, I like this come on. This is one reason, one of the main reasons is because I like to chat shit to people, as I, my previous story just kind of said. But um, it's obviously <laughs> chatting to people from like, <laughs> yeah, just chatting to people. But I also <laughs> like to hear about what's going on with them and all that sort of side of stuff and having a lot of background. Open, I've, I've decided to kind of open my horizons and I'll open and see what's going on because I used to be like all that sort of stuff and find out. So spirituality stuff, right? Where did this come from? Are you always being this way or is it just uh, you decided to wake up one morning and go, I'm going to be a spiritual today and that went, kept going on. I don't know, talk to me about it. You know, if it was that easy, then every mofo would be doing it. I'm going to wake up spiritual today. That would be phenomenal. Um, so it's always kind of been there. Like when I was a kid, um, I it was a Christmas time. Like my first time that I actually remember seeing something, I thought it was Santa going through the window because I saw this white figure and it was, I think it was Christmas morning. It was like two or three in the morning. And now what I know, yeah, like it was a, it was actually, um, a spirit figure going through the window. Um, I was also, like when I was in when I was a teenager, I was really into crystal shops, and there was a spiritual group that I was joined, like drawn to go to, like a um, meditation circle and stuff like that. This hasn't been like my fan, like I haven't been in that system of that being around me. It's been my curiosity. Um, a whole lot of life that's happened, like the big messy moments, the big shit fuck messes, the um, the suffering. So the guy that I married in Las Vegas, that was a remarry. Um, it was a couple of days later that we're on holiday, we're in the Caribbean and he was actually murdered. And that was a real big deep dive for me into, yeah, like really leaning into the, um, 
experience of presence of being in grief and what I needed to do to get through that Um, because I really I didn't hurry that along I just was in that experience and then I ended up I went like I moved back to New Zealand and I was living at the beach and I had the best freaking tan in my life and I was in this space of like I am very lucky to be here that was me at the time because it was nearly me as well and so I started pushing myself like outside of the box of doing I'm really uncoordinated with sports but I was playing touch rug like social touch rugby social beach volleyball just to reconnect with people and things like that and I ended up writing radio ads and winning national awards and things like that and then I had my older brother he he passed away um and so I went traveling you know like it was just big deep grief and and then I came back from that travel and then my dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer and that was another seven months so in like the space of like four years it were these three big deaths all very different in my life and um at times I thought I couldn't even look in the mirror I thought I was an actual piece of shit um because I thought I'd done something really super wrong and it wasn't until I really um I came into this space of looking at like seeing and experiencing my friend in Scotland like she was in the spiritual realm and just being open to that space and then being curious and starting to meditate and things like that. Um, and there has been more like my last big, like messy moment. I was in the spiritual section of my local library reading the best books of my life. So the meditation and the um, the last couple of years has been quite accelerated as well. Um, coming into awareness of because I've done the psychic medium stuff um, stuff for quite a few years now um, but now that's like amplified at the moment and I did uh, two years ago I did Dr. Gabo Mate's compassionate inquiry course and I really learned how to because you had to be the client and the therapist and I really learned how to go into my triggers and shadows and excavate those parts of myself but I found that it wasn't just childhood stuff because he goes into childhood I was like going into past lives and karma and ancestral like taking people to those spaces so um I now how I show up I left my job in mental health and addiction support for families over a year ago um, and I was just being guided to I'm very intuitively led like that's the thing that's got me to all of these spaces that I've really listened to and when I haven't listened it's been um, it's been a bit like I've seen what it's like to not listen to that as opposed to listen to that and so Part of the magic of me, like I sit with unconditional love, like there is the quirky, funny, like, like inappropriate banter side of me and I freaking love all that. There's also, I can compassionately hold that vulnerable space for people to release their, their, the trauma, which is stuck energy um, from where that is. Cause I deeply see that and I guide them through and they, people will come with um, I do this all online and they, I like, they will have physical pains and I've had a like, I will talk into that space and it will be a stuck emotion from childhood and it's released and they're like, oh my gosh, I've had that back pain for days or whatever the heck that is. Um, and it would be from a birthday party when they're four. Um, I've had um, one of my favorite stories that this client, I was working with her. So I do, I call it intuitive coaching and spiritual guidance. Like it's just, I made up a title for myself because it's like the psychological and spiritual and we're all carrying our stuff until we're ready to let go of it. Like, because it, it's just, we're like getting curious about things and the way things are at the moment. But I had a, this client I had, or was it then near the end of three months working with her? And she was talking about this everyday thing of like, oh my gosh, the kids, the toothpaste, I bought them this new toothpaste and they weren't using it and she was really triggered. So I always lean into the triggers. Like I go into the eye of the storm and she said to me, it's not about, she's like, it's more than the toothpaste day. And I'm like, cause she, she knows how I work. And she's like, yeah. And so we talked it back. She took herself to where she had been. I know this is going to sound fucking weird, but this is me and I don't 
really give any fish and chips about it. It's like she went into this like Roman gladiator time of herself and she talked to that part of herself and released that part of herself. And what happens is like your whole, like you feel everything leave and you come into this peace and all these epiphanies and you release those parts of yourself. And afterwards we were laughing because she's like, it wasn't, it was never about the toothpaste. And I'm like, yeah, it was never about the toothpaste. (laughs) Excuse me, I've got um cat fur in my mouth because the cat was just walking past before. Just stirred up the fur. Um, and so it is like I go to those spaces and last year was a big excavation of um, a lot of like the way I'm like being authentic and I'm in unconditional love. And I don't, if people are triggered by that, I will sit and hold space because it's not about me. It's a reaction that's being elicited it's like as an adult anything that you're reacting to is there is a paper trail like an energetic paper trail it's not about the person the thing or the situation that's in that moment there's a little reminder of something that feels familiar and so I take people to those spaces and then they learn how to do that work themselves um because you're not stuck in the old patterns and the conditions and the wounding but I bring in the spiritual element as well because I had this psychic medium element and I do clearings and healings across the other side of the world so if someone wants one of those I tap into their energy because everything's energy I tap in and they feel that and I, I send a message after and I say hey I've just shifted this this and this for you and it was in this space and and they're like whoa I felt that so it doesn't matter where you are in the world it just it happens, it works, and there's more people coming out into this space of this holistic way of being because you become more sovereign, you become more you, you become more listening to your authentic guidance other than I described it in a podcast yesterday. It's like we get all these, it's like we're wearing all these hand-me-downs of conditions of like, it's like hand-me-down clothes and we're wearing them and they come through our family lines and they're not, or what, what we were told in school or whatever it is. And it's like, Oh, this feels uncomfortable. And it's like permission to release that and come back to you. Um, so that's, that's what I'm doing at the moment. And yeah. That was a lot. That was a lot. Where do I start? (laughs) I know. I know. It is very like, like I know that for some people, like this isn't your thing, and that like I don't, I I don't care, and I love you, I love you regardless. For some people, to be triggering, and I'm like, cool. Do you want to lean into that trigger, or do you want to, do you want to carry on as you are? That's your choice. And for some people, they're yeah. curious, and they might go, hey, I want to know more. You see, these sort of like kind of like kind of spiritualist sort of like kind of mediums and uh, like kind of psychic sort of things, huh. things you were talking about before. That they come yeah. with a lot of, I would say, critics and skeptics and stuff like that. Have you had much, many people come over to you and start criticizing what you do? <laughs> it's more people that are triggered, like everyday stuff that, like, it's not about the stuff, you know, like critics in that regard. Like, yeah. I, it's more people on the everyday issues that are like, I'm so triggered by you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cool, I'm just going to sit here and hold space and so you can see yourself right now and what's going on. I'm going to sit and love. But this, like, I haven't had anyone actively criticize me. And if they're triggered, that's cool because they're about to, they're on the precipice of something. There's just okay. a, so much, so many shifts at the moment where people are opening up more to this like there's more to like there's more to the way that we're we're living and being and and thing like be like what i'm telling people is be curious and mm. follow the little bread breadcrumbs of what your heart's telling you um and some people don't don't want to and that's okay like i like it's you're leading your life and yeah, and i haven't had anyone actively go you're wrong or you're bad or uh, and I'm like I feel like maybe because my story my life story has been so gnarly as well like, <laughs> like being in 
the depths of everywhere. Like I've been, I've had like mental unwellness, um, like deep depression, even in school. I've, I've been like so much bigger than the size that I like nearly a hundred kilos from emotional eating after university. Um, there's been so many different facets of my life and, People's opinions are their reflection of how they feel about themselves and where they're at. And I, I just, I'll, I'll love you regardless of where you are at in your, in your stage. But I haven't had anyone tell me I'm, because <laughs> I'm just happy in my space. <laughs> I'm just really, I'm just so loved up and happy with who I am. That. That's a good. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you it's you kind of wish a lot more people were like that. To be fair, especially nowadays, you know. I mean, it's all about being nice to yourself and being kind and open yourself yeah. up. Yeah. I think one of the good things what you mentioned there as well was being curious as well. I think I think a lot of people out there are now starting to become curious to a lot of different avenues, especially this sort of side of things as well. I've noticed. I uh, you, uh-huh. you see, and you can tell. Can you see all the shops being cut up? Uh, um, being kind of opens with the same sort of like they sell all these sort of like kind of um, with the crystals and the the the, the dream mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. sort of set of things, and um, I was with um, one of my uh, um, another ex girlfriend, uh, her daughter was into it, and she was like saying about the crystals and how um, uh, like they're healing crystals and they have to be charged by the sun, and that just baffled me, yeah. and I'm like, where the hell does this come from? Where, I just don't understand yeah. it, and I'm. I'm trying to listen to her on that sort of stuff. And fair play, I'm going to obviously admit, uh, first off, I was like, ah, oh, fucking hell, that's all hippie bullshit, this, isn't it? What's this all about, spiritual? But then he sit and listen to it, and it's just like, okay, okay I can have a little bit of, like, kind of uh, sense to it, you know? And then the more you, mm. you find more about it, the more you start to understand it a little bit more, and then the more you're like, okay, mm. that, I can see where that comes from. There's obviously something, there's an energy and stuff in this world. I don't know what it is. And there's probably a lot of it, to be fair. And it's tapping into it would be probably a good way. And if that's if, if you're helping people do that, I can not only see that as a good thing. And it's it's being for me, it is being you. Like it is not like this is this is just who I am. And it's all of like the things that are like the doubt and, and and all of those voices, it's all conditioning that I've released. So now I'm in a space because I because this is part of me, it's naturally a part of me of I'm in the love in love with the wholeness of who I am. And it's that self-love and and being um being me. Like yeah. there's no um and it's it's just the layers that and I keep and I continue to do the work if I ever get triggered. That is my work to do. Like if someone it is all spiritual, it's like those like I tell clients, like if you're triggered, that is your work to do because that's where you're stuck somewhere and you're about to release yourself. And if someone else is triggered by you, that's their work. And if you're triggered by their trigger, that's both of your work. And you come into this space of when you flow in that, you become an appreciation for those that trigger you because you got to release something that's not working for you anymore. And this is where this opening up is like a specifically listening to your intuition and your intuitive hits. And we've been taught to think from the mind and our, like your body is navigating you and telling you I'm, I'm sure that like we are all like spiritual beings it's just what capacity you want to go into that and it is very much like we all have our intuitive inner guidance and I'm sure that you you would have like Ryan correct me if I'm wrong you would have been around people that you're like oh they feel a bit off right yeah yeah, yeah. That you're like oh yeah, so that is a that's your inner guidance system telling you, oh, okay, there's something that doesn't feel good for me around this person. Or you would have like bought, you know, like buying things that you felt like, I just feel like buying this, I can't explain it, but I'm just going to buy this. Or um, I'm going to go to this space today. Like that, following that, I've driven on um, trips that I know the direct path was this way, but I felt like, oh, something feels a bit off that way and I've gone around and there's been a car accident there. This is your tapping into that part of you 
that is so aware and is guiding you on your journey and it's just yeah. all that you know like the beliefs and conditioning that we've been wearing that aren't serving our purpose anymore that we don't and a lot of it is in childhood wounding of having to be a certain way do you think like can our dreams have that sort of like kind of influence as well oh my life yeah dreams can tell um an excavation of all sorts of stories depending on your slant of that of just it can be um you know like your messages like so like when I first started looking at dreams I would look up I would google hey what does this mean in my dream and you go for it you'll get so many different answers but go with what feels good for you um there is and there's meanings and messages in those or sometimes it's stuff that's playing out for you to realize that hey this is where I've been stuck or um this is what a part of me is going through. A lot of people get scared about death in dreams, but death is a real, it's a rebirth. I We've know been that. To I died in a dream yeah. once. I died yeah. in a dream. This is, I got shot in the head. Yeah. It's a bit, bit of a graphic. And I, and I remember, I, remember I, I got shot in the head and I remember it was, it was like, kind of, honestly, this is it's fucking dark. I remember getting out. This is when I used to work in Afghan and I'm Afghanistan years and years and years ago. I used to do some work out there, contracting work. And um, I remember having a dream and we're driving down the road and we came to this checkpoint, me and the guy I used to work with, uh, Andy Biddle. And we got dragged out and we got yeah. on my knees. And I looked to my left and my mate Andy Biddle had the same, but he had a gun to the back of his head. And I went, what the hell? Yep. And as soon as I, and I felt something hit the back of my head as well. And as soon as, and then all of a sudden I blacked out and I remember hitting the deck. And then I woke, and the, this is still in the dream. And I woke back up and went, looked to my left, and my mate Andy gets back up and went, Should we go home now? And I was like, Yeah, go on, let's go. And I jumped in the car and went home. And I just woke up going, What the fuck was that all about? But then I did research into it. And it was like that, yeah, because when you die, you, it's, a, it's a rebirth. And then I looked into it more that I was actually leaving two weeks later. I was leaving there, I was going back home, I was just done with it. And it was just like a new start. And I was like, That's fucking fascinating. Isn't it? Yeah. And, and it can be that, or it can be like a psychic insight. Like we all have our own unique spiritual gifts. We really, really do. Um, so, yeah, it can be an insight as well. It's just what, like for me, when I work with people, I don't want to give, like say, you need to do this or you should do this. It's I'm moving the things that are in the way so that you can see yourself so that you're following your breadcrumbs because I'm – you're on your journey with your lessons and your whatever karma you're releasing and your contracts and all that stuff. I'm just supporting you to see yourself and cheering you on going, yeah, you are, you know, like you're in this awareness now. Cool. You've, you've moved through this. Cool. And it's like, I'm not here to be like replicated because I'm on my journey as well. And yeah. everyone has their own unique gifts and, um, yeah, mind sharp in this way. And then the more I release, the more they grow and the more places I connect with. And it's just, it's such a beautiful, it's a constant shift and in, in moving and evolving. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. I'm interested. I like this sort of stuff. It's, it's, it's starting to kind of fascinate me a little bit. You know, it's one of those things that once you start put, like, kind of pull out the string, it just yeah. lots to unravel. And you just keep, can't stop. You can't keep going. You have to keep going at it. It's mental. And it's coming into more like quantum physics, you know, like the quantum field with the like matching up with the spiritual of what goes on. So for those people who are into the science elements, like there are, you can research, if you're into that logical science needing to know, you can research the effect of meditation of going into those different, like the theta um, elements of the brain. Like I, that's not me because I don't go into, I don't yeah. need to because I trust that. If you need that kind of evidence, it is it is starting to show up more and more. And there's more and more people using um, meditation as a tool for presence or mindfulness or or um, tapping into your guidance and and creating those rituals so that you are um, it like meditation is amazing because there's so much that can you know like your world shifts and changes and and you see things in a whole new way when you practice it on a regular basis but it's all it's all coming more and more into the forefront now 
um, for people. Yeah. So it's, it's curious. It's going in with curious instead of what it needs to look like. Um, I've just got, hang on a second. I've just got a friend texting. I've got a client soon. Um, <laughs> um, so keep, you here. keep talking. Uh, so, much, so much pressure but um i mean I the thing is, it's 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 good to open up and it's good to obviously kind of divulge into different things but when you're talking about the quantum realm there's one thing that i know after watching marvel marvel films that diving into the quantum stuff is bad news stay away from it you don't know it was it's ant-man he did it he caused all kinds of shit so yeah if you get in the quantum realm guys be careful make sure you someone in there you don't like <laughs> so if that um if that like if that's what you're taking in to your experience that's what you're going to receive oh, okay so if you, if you take in negativity <laughs> you will bring out neg wow that, well go in there with a the happy smell get stoned there or get pissed up before you go then <laughs> Well, that will bring in a whole lot of other um, interesting elements if that's what you're going in with as well. <laughs> that oh, is God. part of why I don't drink anymore. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole... If you're fearful of that side of things, it's going to bring in... It's going to bring in stuff for you to be... Like, that'll... Might scare you a little bit. But if you go in with a curiosity and an open mind and and... It's, yeah, it's the intention that you go, it's like anything, like if, like I set intention, like before we came into this podcast space, I was in, like, I cleared out my energy space to make sure I wasn't carrying anything else into here. My intentions I set was to have fun and play and, and have a great chat. So it doesn't have to be to look like a certain way, but if your intentions about, um, the movies and if that's what you want it to be then that's what it's going to be for you um because we creating what our reality out like what we're seeing in the world we're creating that um yeah. and that's coming more into the forefront as well and that's why i clear out my space like i'm when i have shadows or triggers coming up i clear that space so i become more and more clear in alignment with me and not pinging on other people's perceptions and ideas. Wow, that's a that's a mm. a make drop moment. I love it. I love that. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we, we've been uh, we've been gone for about an hour now. So I think it's probably time to kind of wrap up. You know, it's 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 probably it's midnight over here for me. I've got to get my beauty sleep and all that sort of stuff. But a party? So. Is this your Thursday night party? Oh uh, no! Do you know what? This is actually is that... the uh, this is this is literally the first you're know, the first one that the the first episode that I've done literally in about three months. So uh, coming back with a bang, wow. I love it. So I hope the guys enjoy listening to it. I enjoyed doing it. And I am in your future right now. It is one o five p.m. on Friday. <laughs> Seriously? Oh my god! This is freaky. I know. I know. So, Nikki, it's been great to have you on the show. Where can people find more about you? Um, if you for this for this um, energy, this vibration, you can come and visit me on nikkijean.com. So that's N-I-C-K-I-E-J-E-A-N.com. I have an Instagram page, nikkijean underscore intuitive coach. Um, I also have a Facebook group called Nikki Jean Intuitive Coaching and Spiritual Guidance. Um, those are the main, like there's so much that comes through for me and I'm in this constant evolution. I get like, I'll be in the shower and I'll get a whole new like course that I'm going to be doing for putting out there and I'm in the shower and I'm like, okay, so that's the course I'm doing now that I'm going to be teaching out in the world. But I do... Um, I do spiritual one-off spiritual guidance sessions with a distance clearing and healing. So that's kind of like the psychic medium releasing a block, like it encompasses all of that. I do um, intuitive coaching. So it's really supporting you through what you're triggered in. And I show up as far, like everyone's so different 
and the you this the experience is unique to you so it's whatever's coming up because i read your energy it's whatever's coming up for you in that moment in space um that you're able to hear and perceive it's not i'm not taking people off on an adventure that they're not ready for um and also i do online courses that come through as well and i have a group for people who are spiritually minded to just come into realignment and things like that so lots of different spaces lots of different places fantastic so i'll put all this obviously in the comments below uh or in the description i should say when we obviously post it out there but guys go go check out nikki she's um great fun absolutely knows what she's talking about and uh yeah she could help you if, if you're struggling i'm sure she could probably do what she does best if, and, a, uh, help you. if there's a little intuitive hit even if you're triggered i've had clients that are triggered before but they're like oh i know i need there's something there that is where the magic happens because from like what i tell people is like your triggers are the gateway to your freedom Oh, I'm using that. I'm posting that up as an Instagram quote, and I'm going to copy it. I'm not. I'm, I'm quoting you underneath. <laughs> your triggers are the gateway to your freedom because they're just coming up. They're like a key to unlock that part of you to let it go. You don't need to carry that anymore. <laughs> Fantastic. And what a perfect way to finish it off. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much.